Welcome to The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. In this program, we take a fresh look at some of today's challenges from the economy, education, politics, security, defense, and much more. You'll be prompted to see and think about things just a bit differently. Now, here are your hosts, Ambassador Harry Thomas and Chief Alex Morales. Welcome to The Spotlight. We are your host, Ambassador Harry Thomas. Hi, it's Harry. And I am Alex Morales, the Chief. Harry, who do we have today? Today's guest is Georgetta Foreman, who works in media in Los Angeles. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hi, Georgetta. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time. We're very excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. So, Georgetta, please tell us, how did you enter the TV industry? Sounds so exciting. Well, you know, it, it actually is a pretty exciting feel. You just, you've got to be able to stick it out, though, because it's, you know, it's, it's interesting, to say the least. But I got in, actually, I went to college at Pepperdine University, and we actually had a television station there. I worked there in the television station. From there, I NB, um, interned at K, uh, KCBS in Los Angeles. Then I went on to do some work at HBO in New York. And then um, just randomly, a, um, a national court show landed in Houston, Texas, where I was there with my family. And I've been producing ever since. And that was uh, since the court show came. That was like 2001. And here we are almost 19 years later, still on the same path. So, Oh, wow. What is the court show's name? Uh, the first court show was this over-the-top, outrageous show they brought to Houston called Texas Justice. And boy, it was so over-the-top. They'd bring uh, cows in the courtroom or at least horses in the courtroom. <laughs> it was anything that you could say, you can't do that. We did it. So that's that's how it all started. Can you yeah. let us go ahead? Yeah, Alex, go ahead. No, can you tell us about how uh, what show are you currently working on? Well, currently, I know you've all heard of the big mogul, Byron Allen. I'm working at um, Entertainment Studios, his studio, and there I'm doing five different shows. Uh, And they're also court shows. There's Judge Maybelline. uh, There is uh, Christina, Judge uh, Ross. There's five of them, and I can't even uh, judge Karen. There's quite a few judges, and so I'm still in that genre, so doing it there. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. People like to know, uh, like, you know, I think people like to be informed and to know how to get past the, you know, the everyday, you know, the landlord-tenant. There's all all types of things, and then sometimes it's your friends. So people want to know, you know, how do I get my money back? Or, you know, how do I get back on my feet? So it's an interesting genre. I've seen Judge Maybelline. I don't want to be in front of her, Georgia. <laughs> oh, she's going to give it to you like it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Georgia, let's transition a bit. Who's influenced you most in your life? Uh, have you had uh, Byron Allen or other mentors? I... I- I would lie if I said anyone else beyond my father. That's been my 
biggest mentor. He's probably had the greatest influence on my life outside of, you know, also, you know, grandparents and mothers and things. But my father, just watching him persevere, be so positive and simply decide when he made a decision that he was going to do something, he did it, stuck with it and just became amazing. So that's probably been not probably that's been my biggest influence. I do, I do have a question, though. I, 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 going back a little bit, sorry, I go back a little bit, but are those judgments for real? Uh, I, I, people sometimes ask questions and say, ah, that might be for sure or whatever, or, or, or the judgments that are done in the show uh, carry out to, this, to the life, you know, to the civilian life. Are the judgments are for real? Just curiosity, well, that's all. Yeah, I'll leave it at um, it, Texas Justice, the first uh, show that I started off. Um, out on they were those were real legal binding arbitrations so some of the shows are and the other things i'll just leave to your imagination but a lot of the shows are <laughs> <laughs> that's a good producer there look at that what is the typical day for you how's uh kobe affect your personal and professional life well honestly Beyond, you know, COVID has been such a sad thing to see people lose their jobs and family members and things like that, especially the lives that we've lost. But I have to say, it's helped me out in some ways be closer to my immediate family, though I miss uh, my family from afar. Um, there was a time prior to COVID, you know, it was wake up in the morning, drop the kid off to school, babysitter picks the school up from after school. Then I get home late in the evening and we rush to do homework and go to sleep. But now I've actually had time to be with the kids, you know, be next to them while they're in the classroom and we all multitask and work together. So in some ways it's, it's this time has given me real great opportunity to bond with my children and to see clearly who their teachers are inside the classroom or whatever. So It's a busy day, though. I will get to say everyone wakes up and logs in and we all just get to work. <laughs> I feel you. We're all doing the same thing. I think working from home, mm -hmm. uh, trying to figure out, you know, a, a balance between being at home and trying to experience work versus home or working out so you can feel you outside or something like that. So I can understand your point. Oh, yeah. When, when we first started out, You know, it was, oh, we're making homemade meals. And, oh, I was Betty Crocker. And then <laughs> by now, <laughs> oh, Betty Crocker working out somewhere along the line, it just became DoorDash. Like, I don't know. Let's stop this already. So, you know, we go in and out. I'm getting better. I'm, I'm getting closer to Betty again, but we'll see. <laughs> well, that is hard, Georgetta. I, you know, I got some cans of soup that I'm going to heat up for dinner tonight. So <laughs> it's just like, oh, I, I, I so I, I, I sympathize with you, especially being a working mom. But, yeah. but, you know, with all of this and what is the future of the TV industry? Because, you know, you have kids that are doing Roku, Hulu, Netflix. Is that going to be more opportunity, more people watching or uh, or do you think less? Oh, no, it looks like. If you ask my opinion, I'm I'm not an expert in it, but the way we are, it's just so much content is needed. Like my my youngest, I have a six year old and she and I, we will binge watch shows 
And the next thing you know, we get through the whole first season and we're like more, they just left us like this. So it's just <laughs> the way we're consuming is so like now, like it's like nobody wants to wait till next week. We want it now. And I just think things are start, you know, they'll start delivering more as they are now, like whole first seasons and, you know, second season. And we'll just get whole series in, instead of having to wait next week. Everyone wants everything quick and now. And then there's the internet and you see like Instagram and all those different places. They have their own TV shows. So we're watching things in real time now. So people are very demanding, if to say the least. So, Hey, there could be the, the chief and the ambassador show. Uh, we could dispense justice. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. We'll be happy to be part of that. Yes. You guys have international relationships <laughs> with shows and you have all kinds of experience, a lot to bring to the table. Hey, we'll be happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this note, we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. If you have a question or a comment about the program, drop us a line via email to support at dbaeecsolutions.com. Again, that's support at dbaeecsolutions.com. Now back to the spotlight. And we're back with Georgetta. Georgetta, turn into your personal passion. How do you balance your personal and professional life or both of them? Uh, are to go along at the same time. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I, I don't I don't really know how to answer that beyond saying there's I have no balance in my life. <laughs> I think it's just <laughs> I think we're just all I don't know, I can't speak for you because you may be just very well balanced. But I think we just wake up every morning determined and just all just doing the best we can, you know? So it becomes 
you know, what's necessary. You know, it's necessary every day. You know, the kids have to eat. You know, they need food, shelter and those type of things. And, you know, they need you, you know, beyond that. So, you know, we just do the best. I truly just do the best I can with everything. So no balance here. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Hey, it worked out. I guess one could say that you enjoy so much your work that perhaps, you know, you find it a part of your passion as well. You know, it's funny because it's really interesting. I was talking to a group of friends and we all kind of started, like I said, we were a part of that group in Houston that started out. And it used to be so hardcore and demanding because you're dealing with people and traveling, getting people traveling all over the country and, you know, people falling out and you're writing cases and finding something new. And so I was talking to the ladies and they were like, Georgetta, you still doing that? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, because actually it's changed a bit. What I do has changed a bit, but you find out it's kind of just, it just almost becomes a part of your personality. You just, the juggle of it all. And it's not really work anymore it's kind of like it's a thing you do and um (laughs) you know it's just that it's not work it's uh, honestly people there are some people who do some really hard important work out there in this world and I honestly have had the opportunity to do a lot of playing so I'm grateful for that I play a lot (laughs) Georgia Alex and I have daughters we cherish them but raising teens as well as a six-year-old is not easy. What's your secret? Um, my secret is to warn everybody ahead of time that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't make it, you know, like you can't make it that deep. I know I wake up every day and I remind myself that, you know, I'm going to be the best for each of the girls. I have a 17-year-old and a six-year-old and I, Though I try to be my best, I know I'm going to fail here and there. I go out of my way to apologize to them because I want them to always know they matter. I'm just not someone that gives them commands. You know, they are real people. And, um, you know, it's just just like we all are. We're just doing the best we can. I just know that, um, you know, I'm like, you know, one day they're, they're probably going to sit on the sofa and blame me for everything. And that's okay, you know. <laughs> you know they will, you know. <laughs> that's okay. As long as I, I like I tell them all the time, I just go, I'm just apologizing ahead of time. This is the best, this is the best I got, you know. So that's it. Hey, Georgetta, I was afraid to do that with my daddy. Uh really? Are you kidding? You know, I they came from the gener- generation, you know, they take you out. You could say a little bit after my mother. And of course, my eldest daughter clearly has told me the mistakes I've made. Right. <laughs> what can I do and, now, right? <laughs> right. And, and so far, my 17-year-old, she makes me feel so good that I just remind her sometimes. And, I, you know, I just, I'm grateful. But hey, she's 17. I don't know what that's going to look like at 30. So I just holding on. And just holding my breath and just, you know, just doing the best I can. Uh, I'll tell you that, that I, I got an 18, a 22, a 21, and the two girls, is the 18 and 22, they'll tell me how messed up I am every day. You know, right. <laughs> it's like, it's like the older I get, the dumber I get. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you you're know? still here. <laughs> Correct. I mean, it's incredible this lady's this time. I bet you both are amazing fathers. I'm willing to bet that. We try. We try hard, but as you know, it's not easy being a parent, and we're happy that we don't have them like you do, teaching them online now, because one of us might end up in front of Judge Maybelline. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, the first, um, this cycle around, the first teacher I had, oh, she just, I mean, and I, I, empathize with the teachers because it was a big deal for them right but she was having such a hard time and everyone in the the kids class was having a hard time and it was just listening to the zooms the parents I was like oh no this is not gonna go well but we got it together but yeah it's not easy hey I I, again I hear you because uh I that's when you're gonna start like Judge, what what happened is <laughs> what, what what happened was right. Uh, Georgetta, talking about you know uh, how do you find it as a uh, uh, as a woman and female in that uh, in your arena? Have you seen a challenge for you to succeed, or have you seen it easy? Do you have to be uh, better than everyone? Hmm. You know what is really great as um, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. We, I'm in a, an industry, but the way it worked before, it's like we never knew what anybody else was making situation. I never knew if someone was making more than me or not. It was really frowned upon to tell someone else, you know, how much you were making, things like that. So uh-huh. it's like it was frowned upon. It's like, no, you're not supposed to tell someone else what you're making. <laughs> now I'm I'm so happy that it's a time where now it's like, no. Let's everybody, just everybody be clear, you know, and put it on the table. But with that said, um, beyond um, salary, I'd have to say that I have had the opportunity to work with some of the most amazing women. Almost every show that I've worked on, for the most part, um, and especially in this genre, has all been women, amazing women. So, um yeah, I, I will say that. So with that said, um, we've all helped each other. I've been with amazing helping women. So I appreciate that. Well, that is great to know, you know, mm-hmm. great to know that women have their voice and they're having the equal share of the American dream. And right. I really mean that. Georgetta, before we go to break, uh, can you tell us about your passion of mental, mental health? I just know um, I've had uh, family members that, you know, you love deeply and you understand. It's funny because mental health has progressed in so, uh, so many ways. When I was a kid, you know, people would just be like, oh, that person has a devil in them, you know, you you laugh about it, but that's not funny. They thought that was something they can just pray out of people versus you know, maybe take them to the doctor. There are such things. Now we know there are chemical imbalances. You know, we know those things now. But unfortunately, um, back then for the longest time, people didn't want to talk about it. So, um, you know, it's just, I think think a lot of people suffered from understanding and so forth, especially growing up in, I grew up in the South, you know, where people just thought you could just, pray about everything. And yes, I'm, I believe prayer matters. 
but medicine works, you know? So um, with that said, now it's really troubling as we see in many cities, how the homeless population and how mental illness is a big part of that. And then beyond that, we can see that, you know, you can have a family member and you can know they need help, but it's literally their legal right to be mentally ill to the point where you can't even help them. And it's like you, if you call authorities on them and so forth, they'll tell you that, you know, as long as they're not hurting themselves or someone, then, you know, they just, we could just, we're not going to help them. There's no help for them. So it's really sad. And it's, um, I, I don't know the answers, but I know there has to be um, more help for families, um, for their loved ones. It is just really, I mean, we can't wait till they hurt themselves or we, or they hurt someone else. Then it's too late. You know, we just have to find a way to help uh, one another. So mental health, matters that's you know and with mental health matter we'll be going to a break we'll be right back become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. If you have a question or a comment about the program, drop us a line via email to support at dbaeecsolutions.com. Again, that's support at dbaeecsolutions.com. Now back to the spotlight. Georgetta, I was passionate. I laughed because it sounded like what my grandmothers would say. Uh, pray it out or, you know, just get up and do what you have to do. And I'm so happy that we've, we, have, uh, we have evolved uh, <clears throat> as a people. I work with uh, Care for the Homeless in New York City. And mm-hmm. uh, my close friend and fraternity brother, Ben Vereen, established a scholarship after losing his son this year who, to homelessness and, and suicide. He had mental health issues for a long time. So I am pleased that that is um, 
starting to really be taken seriously? And do you have other examples that you've seen, particularly in, in Los Angeles or, or Houston? I mean, yeah, like if you're, if we come visit LA any given day and it's becoming in some areas, it's just a tent city, you know, the, the tents all over the city where people are living there. And let me tell you, and someone, I was speaking to someone not long ago who had been working closely with the homeless population. And one of the things that they said was, listen, if you're homeless for a year, if you weren't mental Ill, mentally ill, you will become that after dealing. It's hard not to become that after dealing with that from uh, after a year because, you know, you're exposed to everything. You, there, there's no safety net there. And that's a lot to deal with. So when we talk about mental illness beyond just some, the natural, you know, chemical imbalances and things that people, health issues that people have, you know, when it comes to homelessness and, and things like that, that is a mental health problem. And we all have to dig deep and figure out, you know, how to, we, we know we can't fix everything, but how to make it better. You know, it's, it's something that you mentioned, because I always argue that, you know, a lot of people, there's some people that are really homeless because uh, they can afford and they're not earning and they're probably, you know, working uh, 10 hours and they can afford to, to have a roof under their head. And, and sometimes uh, uh, we as society uh, look at that instead of help, we kind of condemn that. And, and, and sometimes I, I impress myself. I see that also with our vets um, as a prior, as a veteran and a retired military, uh, you know, sometimes this bet come back and, and, and they were doing well and something happened that they, they've, end up in homelessness and people forget sometimes about them, even though they don't know where to look for, 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 for help or something. What do you think about that? I just think that just like we're saying, you know, compassion goes a long way. And then, you know, some, some of us, all of us, you know, we are all close to anything can happen to, that can lead us to a path of, you know, you know, we don't have anywhere to go. You know, most of us are, a, a few paychecks away. That's, that's just, just what it is, you know? So we all have to find compassion. And I, I preach this all the time, if not a real pre a sermon here, but no, no, you, gotta, go you gotta find your, as I say, you know, find your team, find your village, find and be there for one another. Cause we all need it. You know, we, we all need one another. Like we are, I'm, I can be homeless. You could be home. It can happen to any of us. So just remembering compassion. And, and, and we know there are also other factors why some people are homeless. But for the most part, most people are doing, they're doing their best and they're trying their best. And we just, and everybody just needs an extra hand here and there. So. Especially when in a, in a world where, or at least in this country where there's so much wealth, you know, that sometimes one might think that, you know, we can, we can, we could take a time and help someone. I know for one moment in Los Angeles, right when the lockdown started, suddenly you, if you were on the streets, which most of us stayed in the house, but they put um, the homeless population were in hotels and all that. And they, you know, they, everyone had somewhere to go for a minute and that was nice. And it just, it, it hurts that it can't be like that more often, you know? So. 
And Los Angeles was uh, passed a law or something. They were supposed to build some uh, affordable house income or something like that, where they yet, you know, they, they passed the law, but that they have yet to execute in the affordable housing income or something like that. Well, I'm not houses. an expert. Yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert there, so I, I don't want to answer wrong, but, you know. That's okay. You know, well, what do you think about community service? One of the things that I'm trying to do as a small business owner, I hear in my area, just to give you some feedback, is it's trying to pay, you know, pay it forward, I call it, or give back somehow. And I found it interesting where uh, it's rewarding when you're trying to, you know, do something for the community without, without looking for any rewards, you know, or nothing. Just help somebody and lift somebody. What do you think about that? I mean, that's that's what we're here for. There's nothing else in this world that we should be doing bigger than that. That's why else are we here on this earth other than to help one another? And Georgia, it was changed tax in the last few minutes. Um, one of the questions that we have is, what do you do as a working mom and a professional, hardworking, for fun, for leisure? <sighs> You know, I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, with this last kid, I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what just <laughs> happened? You just, uh, what happened here? But I really, um, you know, when the world opens back up, I'm a beach goer, love the beach. Um, I'm a traveler. I love scenic things. I just, I love scenic things. I love going to um, live music performances. You name it, you invite me, I'm there. So I'm that person. So. <laughs> I'm what you, I'm a walking good time. So let's well, who's, go. Who's your favorite, who's your favorite concert? Who's, who are your two or three people that you love to see? Oh gosh, that is a hard question right now because you know, my mind is closed up right now, but. Um, Beverly, Drake. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'll just say the last concert I went to, um, the last one I went to was really fun seeing Janet Jackson. She was there in concert in Vegas. And that was not long ago. That was just last year. Oh, wow. Well, I tell you why. You got something in common with me because I love the ocean and the beach. Uh, if Harry, Harry could tell you, I'm happy at the sand with a rum and coke. I mean, I love. <laughs> <laughs> so I am. Uh, that's kind of like my happy place. Uh, Mine was, too. Once I. Um, I'm done with uh, working or whatever. That's I want to be just facing the ocean and relax and be in sandals and shorts. Hence the reason I'm in Florida. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. One of the things too is and when you get a parent, it's really fun as a parent when you can actually have kids fun with your kids. I've learned to really enjoy Disney world. They have the best Turkey legs, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so, so good times. Georgetta, so many children of famous parents end up as failures, but you're a success. What do you attribute that to? I don't know. To call myself a success, I appreciate you for saying that. Um, you know, I just watched something on um, Diana Ross. Mm -hmm. She was just talking. Um, it was a video that her Tracy Ellis Ross, her, mm -hmm. her daughter, had posted. And Diana was just saying, you know, that just as you just said, that so many famous people's children always trying to prove something, you know, there's all, they're always trying to prove something. And she she went out of her way 
with her kids to just give them love Mm -hmm. and just let them know that basically they're enough. There's nothing that they needed to prove to her, Mm -hmm. you know? So I will say that my father probably overdid it because I'm sure I probably could be a little bit more successful if they didn't overdo it of making (laughs) us feel that we were enough. You know, there was a, there was a piece of there. I knew that I could be a lot of things, but I had enough sense to know I couldn't be George Foreman. I could be Georgetta Foreman, but to be George Foreman, that was going to take a whole lot of what I wasn't, you know? So um, there it is. At at some point you just have to try to be the best you you can be. Georgetta, you have a bachelor's, a master's, you're a professional woman. Uh, You measure success yourself, but I think any place in the world you would be deemed successful. And, and as you said, the most important thing is being a parent, uh, which you're clearly doing a great job on. Well, thank you. That, that is, to be fair, that's my greatest success. I don't, and I think about it because I'm like, whoo, I would be all over the place if it wasn't for these girls. You know, they keep me right. Well, it's tried me. I want to go back to that because uh, either you are humble, you are very humble, and don't want to take the credit, but the fact that it comes to your mind that you're not successful, it, it, it shocked me because you are pretty good successful. And to, to say that, oh, I appreciate you think I'm successful. You, I mean, it, you are an inspiration for a lot of women. They're looking oh, thank for you. an and example. I didn't, I didn't mean to say I am not successful. No, I, I understand what you're say, saying. You know, some people measure it by like, you know, you're a billionaire. It depends on what you <laughs> define as success. And these days, successful is just being alive, breathing well, and, you know, being surrounded by people that you love and being able to provide for those and, that you love, you know, and just being able to be present and mentally well. So, Well, Georgetta, you know, with COVID, we all have to wear masks. We're masks. We're safe. We have no problem wearing masks. Alex and I always ask people, how many masks do you and your daughters have? And what designs are your favorite? Ooh, let's see. (laughs) (laughs) My my oldest daughter, she just did a whole, I don't know, a project for class. So she has all types of designs. She's cutting up T-shirts with Mm -hmm. the mask and putting shoestrings on the mask. They're getting pretty creative over here. And, you know, the other one has Disney's, but mine are honestly pretty boring. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I got to tell you, I don't leave the house much. Everything is delivered to me. I'm that scared. I'm that person. You don't have to tell me twice. I've been like that all my life. So I don't need many masks because I don't go out much at all. (laughs) So, but when I go out, of course I'm masked up. So yeah. No, I understand. I visited a friend on Saturday, a, a physician, and mm-hmm. I walked in his house. He said, where's your mask? So I had to sit in his house for like four hours uh, wearing a mask. And I said, you know what? He's a doctor, so maybe he's right. Oh, I, I believe <laughs> him. I'm with him. I'm definitely with him. It's funny because Harry has every type of mask. That's why he's asking you what type of mask is, you know. Well, he tell me what you got here. <laughs> I want to know. What do you have over there? I got the smiley face. Uh-oh. I got African prints. Uh, there's a company, D-I-O-P, that, based in Detroit, where they donate part of their proceeds to the poor. Nice. And uh, I have my fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma. I got Yale, uh, where I teach, Holy Cross, where I went, Columbia. 
Nice. And um, my wife brought some masks from the Philippines, but they were a little frilly. And I got a friend who make, whose wife makes masks with breathing thing. Uh, she's from Burma, and she really makes masks that are great for hot weather. So it's been cool. I think yeah. I need to get my mask game up talking to you now. Here, It's like, <laughs> okay. And he, and he does. He does. He, he got, a, I think he got a specific day for every mask, you know? <laughs> nice. Very nice. You know, it's funny that uh, you're talking about those masks with, uh, with the respirator thing out there. I, I just flew to uh, D.C. this weekend, and they made me change that mask. They say it was not authorized, so I had to get, you know, one without a little respirator or something like that. Oh, you know? really? Yes. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, sir, sir, you can't have that. You need a full cover one with no valve or something, so. That was That's interesting. Too. That is it. I, I I looked at those and I was I wonder about them, but I don't have one, so I, I haven't had time to investigate them much. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just find out they were not good enough for traveling. <laughs> so, good to know. Good to know. Well, Georgetta, thank you so much for joining us and giving us so much of your time. Uh, you have been uh, not only generous with your time, but uh, hilarious and fun and we really appreciate it thank you guys so much i really appreciate the being on your show and i wish both of you so much success and who knows maybe i'll see you on tv hey we're here <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much ladies and okay. gentlemen with your jetta foreman with his spot. Thank you for tuning into the spotlight with the ambassador and the chief. Be sure to join Chief Alex Morales and Ambassador Harry Thomas again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.